0: Welcome to Radiant Living, your go to podcast for holistic health and wellness. I'm your host, Lexi. Get ready to unlock the keys to Radiant Living and ignite your journey towards a healthier, happier you. Join as we dive into nutrition, exercise, mindfulness, and alternative therapies, providing the inspiration and tools you need to make sustainable changes let's unleash your full potential and embrace the vibrant, balanced life that you've always dreamed of. The time is now. Let's kickstart your journey to vibrant health and start living your most radiant life. Are you ready? Hello everyone. Welcome back to a new episode. Today, we are going to be getting very vulnerable, very raw, and I am just going to be talking about something that's very real to me and Yeah, so it's we're going to be getting super vulnerable. Um, I'm going to be talking about my relationship with food and my journey to where I am today. So I'm just going to start from the beginning. Um, Back in elementary school, I really wasn't one of the popular kids. I remember being closely associated with them, but they weren't really like my crowd. I didn't really hang out with them. Um, And I just remember when they would come up and talk to us, I noticed that i wasn't the girl who had perfectly straight silky always done up hair i would go to school and my hair was like i just remember feeling like it was really not brushed through and it just wasn't like the girls around me um and then i there was like this certain brand matilda jane that was like super super popular back then and i just never i was never that girl it wasn't really my style but also I just kind of felt left out because I was like that's not really me and I didn't really wear it so I was just a really unique child like the things that I loved was being outside getting dirty not having shoes on and I just thrived creating things out in nature like I loved making artwork with mud on the cinder block fence and I with my cousins, we would pretend we're Native Americans and we're in a tribe, and that was just what I loved. Like, I just, I loved drum catchers and moccasins, and I just, that was just like something that I loved, which made me so different from girls my age. Um, So I just fit right in with the boys, and I could never pass up a challenge. We always did the weirdest things, like to get into the club, but you have to be tough. It's, none of this was girly stuff, like you couldn't get, get away with. Being like, ew, dirt, like, no. And I was always initiating these challenges. So, I was really weird and I felt like I couldn't show the truth of who I was. And I remember having a friend and she was a lot slimmer than me. And we were at lunch and she was wrapping her fingers around her wrist and she showed me that each finger could touch her thumb. Her index finger, her middle finger, her ring finger, and her pinky finger and then she wrapped her hands around mine and it was bigger and I remember not being able to touch my fingers together and that made me very insecure and I became really self-conscious about that and I started to notice that I wasn't the same size or the same shape as a lot of the girls around me so I think from there that's kind of when my body dysmorphia started, and so from a young age, I developed a really poor relationship with food, and I would often deprive myself to overeat the next day. So, I would just, I would eat nothing, and then I would just like overdo it, overcorrect, and eat a lot the next day. And it just kind of became an emotional response. So, anytime something wouldn't go right, I would starve myself. And I think things got worse in high school. And this is such a crucial time for kids. Like, it's a time of self-discovery. It's a time of trying to fit in. And so I tried my very best to look, dress, and act like everyone else. And I just became a really emotional eater. Um, and so breakups meant ice cream, hot Cheetos anything that could send comfort to my soul and you know at the time I didn't realize that when I was eating there was another issue like maybe I was tired maybe there was an emotional issue that I needed to address but I just I I didn't have that knowledge back then and if I would get in, in fights with my parents I would starve myself because for some reason it felt like I was getting back at them. Like if I make myself suffer, then this is me gaining back control. So food was a sense of comfort for me. And depending on the situation, I would either binge or starve. And in my family, food is a reward system, like anytime there was a celebration or we wanted to spend time as a family, that's what we did. So that's what I knew. And I carried that dynamic into my friendships and so in high school I have a lot of memories of going to the gas station and getting crap and going to somebody's house and doing netflix marathons. and this habit was just deeply embedded in me and I felt like that's just how I bonded with people and so it just kind of became this dynamic in my friendships and a lot of my relationships and I really never knew it was an issue, and I grew up watching my parents do all these fad diets to lose weight, and so I feel like that really, from a young age, I saw what fad diets did to people, and I kind of saw how my parents looked at their own physique, and for them, the goal was always to lose weight. So I thought health was about losing weight, no matter how big or small you are. I always thought losing weight was the answer to be healthy. And so as I got older, I slowly began to learn my own new approach to health. And what I learned is that it's not about the number on the scale. It's about how you feel inside. It's not about a six pack or being a gym bro. It's about finding what moves you. It's about loving who you are even if you're 10 plus pounds above your goal weight. It's about eating foods that are super to you specifically because one person's food is another person's poison. And this took a lot, a lot of personal work for me to get to this point. And I wouldn't say I am fully over the hill. I would not say that I am fully in the clear with not returning to these thoughts from time to time because it's not easy to unlearn and relearn something that is so deeply embedded in your subconscious and so i kind of had to take on the role of being my own parent and teaching while also loving the little girl who thought she was less worthy because she couldn't wrap her fingers all the way around her wrist this definitely takes time but it's a necessary conclusion to come to because I think it takes courage to realize that you are more than what you've been taught you are and that you set the standard for your beauty. I feel like this journey allowed me to see beyond my external experiences because I think, especially as women, we put so much worth on how we look and how we dress and what's going on, on the outside like from being little girls we're taught you're so beautiful i actually learned this from a professor she was telling me all this stuff and i was like wow that is legendary to to hear this information but she was saying i never tell girls they're beautiful because that's how we grow up and that's how we are taught that we're worthy is by people saying Oh, your your dress is so beautiful, your hair is so beautiful. Instead of saying, you are brilliant, you are intelligent, you are competent, like just compliment, because that's what that's the um that's the compliments that guys usually get. And you know, that probably says something about why a lot of guys go on to succeed, you know, because they're taught like you're amazing, you're successful, all these different things. And we're just taught that we're beautiful and that we look good. And so I truly learned to love myself because love goes further than appearances. I developed the tools to become someone I'm proud of, which meant so much more to me than how my makeup looks that day. So if you're listening to this, I just want you to know that you are so worthy. You are so loved. And you are so beautiful. And I want you to realize that only you can decide what beauty looks like in your gorgeous eyes. So... That's just my little rant for today. Um, I hope this inspires you guys because this... Bringing this up just really brings up a lot of emotions for me. And really takes me back to that place. But I also think it's really helpful to identify where these things start. And so fishing through this in my mind and trying to sort out how to tell the story really, really helped me to identify how it started, where it started, and just sending this love letter out to myself and to you guys, I feel like it just really was super healing. And so, I just want you guys to know that, like, I just want you guys to believe this. Like, I want every fiber of your being to tell you that this is true because... I think it's so important. I think it's so important to feel and give yourself a validation that you are enough regardless of what other people might tell you. I hope you got so much out of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every single one of you. And I love you guys so much. If you want to hear more, make sure you subscribe to the show. And thank you so much for listening. Bye.